Hello, welcome to We Do. I'm Luke. I'm Megan. Uh, so today we're going to talk about engagement, getting engaged, being engaged. Proposals, all that jazz. Yeah. So the first thing is, the, I guess you want to start at the Hollywood, which is you have on-again, off-again relationship with someone who <laughs> uh, probably owns an independent bookstore, and then you uh, propose in front of a huge crowd of people uh, because you finally realize they can't live out with a person uh, after, probably after a huge fight. Yeah, usually I find that proposals happen either after a huge fight or... Uh, they're not even together anymore. Like they've broken up. Like that, right. that's how big the fight is. And then instead yeah, of getting back spoken, together, it, it like cuts to like one year later. Yeah. Instead <laughs> of getting back together as a dating couple, they instead just get engaged immediately. It's, it always involves uh, in uh, Karen in front of all of these people. Will you marry me? And it's always like a huge crowd. She says yes, and everyone claps. And they and then they cut to like. The old curmudgeon who's like happy for them. Yeah. The the power of love turned him nice. See, all these Netflix movies that I made you watch have really helped you research for this moment. So that is sort of how we're spoon fed what a proposal is supposed to be. Um, that was not the proposal that I wanted for sure. And I think there aren't a lot of uh, there aren't a lot of images out there or like role models for alternate ways of doing things. Um, if you're interested in getting married or making your partnership official in some sort of governmental capacity, like there are lots of ways to have that discussion with your partner. Um, it's not necessarily this one size fits all thing that they cram down your throat since childhood. It doesn't have to be in front of a flash mob. It doesn't have to be a surprise. Yeah. There doesn't have to be any sort of lip syncing involved. In fact, I encourage you didn't remove lip syncing from any proposals that you currently have planned. Sure. Start with your start with your ideas. Brainstorm it out. Take away all the lip syncing. <laughs> then work with that. So I guess the uh, as as the one who did the proposing, I the proposer. did not the proposer. I did not really have a uh, any sort of preconceived ideas of what. I wanted to do. You had some ideas of what you definitely didn't want. To do. Yeah, I didn't have a lot of ideas for what I definitely wanted. I had a lot of ideas for what I definitely didn't. Let's list them out. Number one, I did not want it to be in public. I have told Luke and I have been dating for nine years before we got engaged, and I had told him I probably every six months since we started dating that if he proposed to me in public, I would say no. And uh, later, the message became, listen, I really want to marry you. I want to get married. But if you propose to me in public, I'm going to say no on principle. Mm -hmm. I definitely didn't want it to be in public. I definitely didn't want it to be, like, some grand, like, gesture performance piece. At that, at that point, uh, it's, if, you, if you like doing that, then it's fine and it's great and you should. But if you don't necessarily, then don't feel the pressure to have it conform to any certain thing, then it becomes uh, a play or something that you're, a ritual that you're going through the motions of for everyone else instead of for the person you're for for yourself. Yeah. The two of you are the people that it should feel the most special. I crossed off proposing to stay with a Yeah, that would have been bad. I didn't want to do that anyway, but I crossed it off. <laughs> 
Number two is I definitely didn't want other people to know before I knew. I really, really hate the ritual of like asking the dad or asking the parents for permission before proposing. Um, Cause I felt like they're not the ones getting married. Like, I don't care if they give permission. Like if I don't personally give permission, then like the whole thing is not, not going, we're not going anywhere on that. I find it, I find that to be a weird thing uh, in today's world where uh, Especially, like, if you don't necessarily, like, know parents, if you don't have a relationship with them and you're just going, just... Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Going (laughs) through this whole thing. Uh, I guess to to certain people, there's a a respect to it. Yeah. If you go and ask parents. Yeah. I mean, it's about showing respect to the parents, but at least in my case, for my situation, it felt disrespectful to me. And that was, I felt, like, more important. I think it's more a southern as fathers for your hand. Yeah. So, I mean, if that's something that's important to you, I don't mean to knock it. It's just something that really doesn't, uh, didn't sit well with me. So, yeah, if this, this is all, all, always like, if you're the reverse and you hate the ideas that we're saying, you definitely want somebody to ask your dad first, let, let him know. Tell him that. Yeah. I, it's important to have these conversations and not, um, sort of, like coy because I feel like a lot of uh, the trouble that couples have around engagements is that it's supposed to be a surprise and because it's supposed to be a surprise you don't want to really talk about it in advance because you're worried you're going to ruin the surprise or you're worried that it's going to put too much pressure on your partner or whatever Um, but it doesn't need to be a surprise that's not like a prerequisite if it's not a surprise they don't take away your marriage certificate I mean, we've, we've been together a long time, so we sort of uh, know that we've invested this amount of time with each other, and we have had a bunch of conversations about getting married and all that. Uh, so other people may not necessarily have all that, but uh, proposing without having talked about it, and just like going off of your impression of whether this person wants to get married to you, it seems like super high stakes. Very high stakes. Which is, again, I don't understand how people do it in public because you're, like, if you haven't had a conversation about it yet, like, you're so likely to get turned down in front of everyone. Well, I mean, for for you, you feel like pretty much uh, you either have to say no because uh, you feel, like, offended. <laughs> for me, I feel offended. Or you or you have to say yes because you're all these people pressure. are watching yeah. and you, you'll just, like, talk about it for real later, like, after everyone's gone, like for reals and married, but you have back in the corner. Yeah. Um, so it depends on, yeah, it depends on what you want. It's okay to... To express those beforehand. Yeah, talk it over and communicate. Not not necessarily like scripting something, but just like knowing preferences. Yeah, so Luke knew all of those things way far in advance. So uh, for our engagement, I did, uh, I did do it outside yeah so technically like in public but not yeah not with an audience yeah in front of a bunch of people you didn't like call me to a party where hundreds of people were waiting right that was fine right was it it was nice it was sorry i didn't mean to say it was just fine it was it was a lovely moment uh so luke had planned this whole um scavenger hunt we had met in college and i was back at that college for a conference um, and I had a break in my day, and so I asked him if he wanted to come hang out on campus with me for my next event. And uh, 
he sent me on a scavenger hunt by myself uh, to all of these places that uh, had particular meaning for us. Uh, and, it, and we ended the scavenger hunt, or I did, um, meeting up with him under this uh, like stone archway that, uh, according to campus lore, if you kiss someone under that arch, you're going to get married. So, of course, when you're in college in the 21st century, you're never going to kiss someone in the, under that arch. We didn't, yeah, we didn't do it. I don't know anybody that did do it because that's insane. Yeah, in college. But it's it's a good spot for alums to come back and propose to. So we're not the only alum care that has uh, gotten engaged under that arch. But very sweet and very well thought out. So it wasn't really in public, and I had a lot of time, lead-up time during the scavenger hunt to kind of figure out what was going on and, like, prepare myself mentally, which was nice. And so I had a lot of uh, pressure, or I felt a lot of pressure on myself to uh, come up with the right things to say during it. I knew, basically, like, the only thing I knew ahead of time was... uh, I was going to do the, like, get down on, like, that's what... Um, and that's the one part where I was like, you don't have to do that. <laughs> right. I knew I was going to say words, and then I was going to get down on one knee. And so figuring out what the words were going to be was a little bit tough. And as I looked around and asked around uh, for, like, just sort of brainstorming, getting my thoughts together, uh, something that came through a bunch of times when I was trying to figure this out was people basically said... Just keep it, uh, keep it to the point, keep it truthful, and uh, just like say what you need to say. It doesn't have to be a huge speech. Uh, the person you're proposing to won't remember what you said anyway. I don't remember a single thing that he said. The whole, I was afraid to admit that, but I'm really glad that you said that because I don't remember I, any of it. I remember the thoughts that were going through my head as your mouth was moving. Oh, sure. It took, <laughs> it, so it took a lot of pressure off of me to like craft the right uh, craft the right message because it was just like say what say what's on your mind say what's in your heart and just get get to the me part <laughs> just get to it get to the asking uh, so yeah I uh, everything that I was like leading was basically saying uh, I figured out that he was proposing to me he got down on one knee he was still talking but I just heard like a faint buzzing noise <laughs> yeah uh, yeah so yeah it, that I think I, I think I had a chorus of holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, this is happening in my mind. Can we say that on Stitcher? Uh, who knows? On SoundCloud? Sorry, we might have to mark this as explicit content. Um, yeah, so there wasn't any need to worry about that. Although I do still have the clues that you wrote for the scavenger hunt. Mm-hmm. Those were very sweet. So if, you're, if there's a written part of your proposal that you're planning, um, maybe think a little bit more about that because that's going to survive past sure. the initial moment. We'll put it. We'll put it in our scrapbook and then throw it into the ocean like that's a lady. Yeah, that's a great idea. I love good message in a bottle. Nice Nicholas Sparks storyline. Yeah, movie book. Uh, I thought you were. Uh, oh, Nicholas Sparks is a uh, is the end. Of, that was the end of my thought. He's a genre by himself. Yeah. Uh, so that's the actual event, but uh, the other big part of proposing is uh, having your ring. You get down on one knee. Thing you have in your hand, or the thing that goes on your furnace. Yeah, it doesn't always have to be a ring. We'll get to that. You can talk about rings, and then I'll talk about the other option. Okay. So we had like a brief discussion about whether uh, we wanted to go ringless. Yes, because and... I'm not a big jewelry person. So, and I'm also someone who like ruins nice things. 
So every time I get like a nice, like my iPhone or like a nice purse, I immediately lose it, break it or ruin it. So I was very nervous about getting an expensive piece of jewelry, especially since I don't wear jewelry on a regular basis. I don't normally have uh, problems like that, but I can totally relate because I bought a class ring when I graduated college and I had it, I think for two months and then lost it. And I, at that point, knew that maybe uh, maybe luxury items were not in my future. <laughs> so yeah, that was our uh, initial jumping off point with the ring, because I was very nervous. I had gone through, was it last year or two years ago? I think it was two years ago. I went through a stage where I, I lost everything in like six weeks. <sighs> I got my iPhone stolen. Uh, I left my purse in an Ikea. Uh, I left my wallet in a cab. Uh, I lost something else. It was it was bad. Yeah, I lost my mind. So uh, we thought about it, but in, in the end, we decided to go with the ring. Uh, and we went shopping together, which was yeah. nice. That was a that was a good jumping off point. Um, we picked out. Um, we went to a jeweler. We used Brilliant Earth for all these people who get their millions of ads on Facebook, like I did. Uh, they do great ethical. Um, sourcing of diamonds and they also do other gemstones and they use recycled metals so you're not supporting the metal mining industry either oh it's, sure it's really ethical, great ethical uh consumerism whole separate thing i know I just and it's so hard i just learned so much about flower delivery you guys wouldn't believe it Maybe so we'll talk about it then. yeah so uh we went to their showroom in san francisco and tried on a million and a half rings i'm from the bay area so we went home and we visited parents and their show was uh, out there uh, and that was helpful because you didn't have an idea of what I wanted yeah you didn't have your mind set on style yeah so we went in, we checked them all out uh, basically that helped setting wise to narrow down to a couple different ideas uh, for the I board. picked four settings and I said if you get any one of these settings I'll be totally happy so I kind of got to pick out my ring but not I didn't pick the the end one, the final result. Right. And what was really helpful, I thought, in terms of the, the diamonds, then, is the person that was working with us, she showed several different diamonds, and she would say, uh, so if you're looking at uh, color, every diamond is a different color. What do these look like? Which one looks more blue to you? Which one looks more yellow to you? Uh, she would have us look at them and rank them. Then she would tell us, like, this one is the most uh, the most premium, like the icy, the icy white color. This one, like yellow, is the uh, most like, affordable okay, yeah. one. And uh, she took us through all the different things. You know, you know, you know the C's, the cuts, the clarities, all the all the C's. And she would say. So it looks like, uh, Luke, you see color a little bit more than Megan, and it seems like the both of you can see the variations pretty well. And Luke, uh, you can't really tell as well uh, about size. So if the color is high, it looked, to me, I saw two, and they looked the same size, but they weren't. But the colors were different, so it changed the way it looked. Megan could tell because you taste. <laughs> I can see clarity. Yeah, you uh, possibly can just see that. <laughs> well, I do have contacts. So that was really helpful because um, it helped us kind of get our priorities straight in terms of what we cared about in a stone. So we both really cared about color. So we were willing to 
sacrifice a little bit on cut. We were willing to sacrifice a little bit on clarity because we wanted a really like colorless stone. And we knew from going and doing this experiment that we could definitely tell color the best. So it would be most apparent to us. Yeah. So I had a really great experience with them, uh, as my Yelp review uh, indicates. Uh, but sure. <laughs> well, I had a friend reach out saying that she bought her ring there because I had she saw my Yelp review. Oh, so I'm go. really I'm really changing lives. Yeah. With my reviews. So that is the route that we took, but it's not the route that everyone needs to take. And I feel like that's not talked about a lot. People talk a lot about the woman getting an engagement ring when there's a proposal. But there's so many other ways for that to go. Sometimes a woman's not even involved in the proposal. Our same-sex couples out there, please write in and tell us how you guys handled the ring situation. Uh, is Are you guys both getting rings? I really wanted to get Luca ring. You didn't want one. I was a little sad about that. Hmm. I think uh, when, when I was a kid, I thought it was really interesting that... Uh, so there's the, the band, the wedding band, and then the engagement ring has a stone on it. It looks great. And I would think to myself, it's so weird that you get married. You get the boring band. You get married, you get the boring one with nothing on it. Yeah, you could have gotten one with something on it. I was so into getting Luca ring and he didn't want one. Um, I know some people who get other engagement jewelry rather than rings. So maybe the woman will get a ring and the man will get a watch. Uh, or they both get watches, or you can do really any sort of token that indicates to you that you're um, moving forward with a commitment. So it doesn't even need to be wearable. But uh, it's important to recognize that sometimes the lady is doing the proposing, and she might want to have a ring for her guy or her lady. There's so many ways that this could roll. So don't don't be uh, don't be boxed in. Yeah, if it's uh, basically a engagement ring, the, the thing you're trying to accomplish is that it's a symbol of your commitment, kind of like physical thing that you're giving to the other person. And like, I guess with a ring, you're wearing it and you're showing people. Uh, so it's a physical sort of outward manifestation of your commitment. So nowhere in there does is that describing a diamond ring with a gold band. Yeah, exactly. So it can be whatever. Yep. Durable. <laughs> your your engagement gerbil. Do those I live long weird. enough? So scratch that. Don't edit, edit that out. Edit if, that out. if you're gonna get an engagement animal, it should live longer than your wedding. Between your proposal and your wedding, maybe a tortoise. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, don't have tortoises as pets. Are they in danger? <laughs> maybe a turtle. Maybe like a box turtle. So yeah, so that's that's engagements and proposals and i'm trying to think what i would have done if i was proposing to you would you like to propose to well I, w- I would like to like make it into like an event i would turn it i would do like maybe bring you to like laser tag and like rig it so that you won and then when they came out to like declare you the winner you get down on one knee it would oh, be like fun. a it would be like a, a glow in the dark box i'll tell you laser tag is fun it is fun i'm bad at it so that would be very exciting for me if i won even if it was fake and uh, it would be very interesting leading up to that to do laser tag that is super fun because laser tag these days, I went for my birthday five years ago and uh, laser tag is not as fun as you remember as a child because when you go as an adult, everyone there is either still a child or they're an adult that goes there every... So I think the moral of the story is you got to rent out the whole laser tag thing with your friends. 
I was imagining going to laser tag as a mid twenties person and you know, going to it as if it was uh, like after hours night at the museum where it's just like all mid twenties mid twenties people who are like there to basically to have three Chardonnay and network. <laughs> and uh, laser tag, not not that's not the, the, the overlapping demographic. There. No, not at all. Yeah. So that's I think that's how I would do it. Um, yeah. So maybe we'll maybe we'll try it again in twenty years. And then you can get me an engagement uh, uh, laser fest. Yes, encrusted in diamonds. Awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks Talk to you soon. You can reach us at uh, we do podcast at gmail.com. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a nice review. Send us your questions, concerns, proposal stories, anything at all. We're ready to hear from you. That's great. Bye.